good care of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, everyone still wants to eat. So we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. I graduated from college with a degree in environmental sciences and a minor in outdoor education, which pretty much guaranteed I wasn't going to be able to find a job. So one year later, I finally found a job kind of sort of in my field as a county planner in Pennsylvania. So I moved and I began work as a county planner, which meant that I was doing the reviews for the township subdivisions, zoning issues, and land development plans, that sort of thing. I was then promoted to county, or no, community planner. And the bulk of that job was to run the farmland preservation program. So the county and the state had money that was used to purchase the development rights from farmers so that the land would stay open in perpetuity. And that was my job, was preserving farmland. So that I did love so much. However, it didn't really pay very much. So long, crazy story later, I took a leap and transitioned into pharmaceutical sales where I found myself working in the Bronx in New York City. Six months into that and post September 11th, my company decided that there were too many of us in the New York City boroughs. So The last to be hired are the first to be fired. So I was given a few choices of cities to move to or I could take a package and walk. I had just met this guy, Dennis, that I've already talked about. Fast forward, he becomes my husband, spoiler alert. But he was stationed at Fort Bliss in El Paso, Texas. And one of the choices they gave me was Albuquerque, New Mexico. So I called Dennis up and I said, they're offering me Albuquerque. What should I do? He said, take it, take it. It's the next town up. Okay, great. Off I go, I drive across the country and I find myself in Albuquerque, New Mexico with a territory that consisted of Route 66 south to the Texas and Arizona borders and then over to Oklahoma. So massive amount of territory to cover. And I called my friends back at the county and I said, hey, remember those like 100 acre farms and that big 300 acre farm that we saved? Well, We didn't need to stress so much because there's a lot of land out here. So it was just beautiful. If you've never been to the Southwest of the United States, I really encourage you to do it. But it was a whole new world for me and really a different culture. I mean, I was coming from Pennsylvania. I grew up outside Philly, but then I transferred to the Bronx and I had all of New York City that I got to play around in and then out West to New Mexico. 
And one of my customers was in this little bitty town in the southeast corner of New Mexico, where I would actually fly into Texas and then rent a car and drive back into New Mexico because it was just a better use of my time. So my first time meeting this man, he's a pharmacist and he would purchase the vaccines for from my company. He comes out of his office with this big cowboy hat and he's this huge imposing figure. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this is for real cowboy territory. And so, you know, very quickly we, I talk about how I'm new to the area and there's so much land and how I preserve land and da, 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 da. And he tells me that he owns a ranch. Well, when I worked for the county, one of the very first questions we would ask a farmer was how many acres do you have? Because that was, really question number one, because there was minimum acreage to be preserved and there was criteria. So it's really not a big deal of a question to ask. However, I did not know that that did not transfer to the Southwest. So this kind gentleman closed his eyes, he's shaking his head like oh, you poor city slicker. And he says, honey, never ask a man how many acres he has. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. So that takes us back to this Bible passage that I began with. Take good care of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. Back in biblical times, the size of your flock reflected the size of your wealth. Just like I was asking this man how many acres he had, I might as well have been asking him, what's the size of your 401k? That's how inappropriate it was. But in biblical times, that was the indicator of your wealth. It was how big was your flock? How healthy was your herd? Um, you know, how many head of cattle do you have in the United States here? That's another measure, right? And there's a lot of biblical references to shepherds and the sheep and the herd. But in this passage today, I want to take a look at this from the eyes of your finances. And we're going to replace the word flock and herd with your money and your wealth and your portfolio, if you will. Okay. Listen to it again. Take good care of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. God is asking us here to pay attention to the things that are important to us, to pay attention to our wealth because Everything from the sheep to our physical money has been entrusted with us. Everything you have, everything that you're looking at right now, whether it's in your car or in your kitchen or wherever you are, is not yours to have. It is yours to manage. And that's our job here on earth is to manage what the, what the good Lord has given us. Charles Barkley was quite the figure growing up. And I grew up outside Philly. So the 76ers were our local team. And I remember it was the beginning of a new season and Charles Barkley had come back from break and he had put on a considerable amount of weight and the reporter called him out on it. And, you know, just Charles, what's with the weight? You put on a lot of weight. And Charles Barkley in true Charles Barkley fashion says, yeah, just kind of snapped up on me. That's what happens, you guys. When you're not paying attention, things just kind of snack up on you, you know? If you're trying to eat better and, you know, be healthier, you're going to pay attention to the little things you're doing every day. You're going to pay attention to how many times you reach inside that cookie jar. If your marriage is not at its greatest place, 
if you give it a little bit of attention, you're going to start noticing how you respond to your husband. You're going to start noticing how you look at him. And you're going to start going back to those earlier days of when you were so excited when he would come and you'd open the door and there he was. And, you know, all those things prospered because you paid attention to them. And God is just asking us to pay attention to our money. And if we pay attention to it, it's going to grow like a healthy flock and we will be entrusted with more, right? So what can you do today to keep a better eye on your money? Because it's these little things that snack up on you. You know, the the saying yes at the convenience store, instead of packing snacks for soccer, you're stopping at the convenience store. I know for our family, if we stop for drinks, it's $30, 30 bucks, just right there. You know, whereas a little planning would offset that cost, you know, a couple bucks at the grocery store versus many, many bucks at the snack stand. Okay. So a lot of money planning is just like a little bit of preparation. That's all you need to really start focusing on your money. Today, I want to give you a little bit of uh, takeaway and what can you do to start paying attention to your money? What can you do to grow what God has given you to manage? Because he doesn't want you just to manage it. He wants you to enjoy it. He wants you to invest it. He wants you to give it away, right? If there's a cause close to your heart, how wonderful would it be to just be able to write a check? This is what I'm so desperately praying for all of you is that you step into abundance and not just how you feel and think and walk through your day, but in your bank account. I want it to be filled and overflowing for you. But it starts with the little things. I want you to just spend the next few days watching what you spend. I'm not gonna get into budget. I'm not gonna make you do a budget. I'm not gonna do all those things yet but I want you to be very intentional with your money, okay? I want you to care for it as if God himself handed it to you and said, here, do what you can with it, okay? Use your talents, use your energy, use your time. You know, you spend so many hours at work, 40 hours earning all this money. How much time are you putting into how you actually spend it and use it and invest it and donate it, okay? So I want you to just spend the next few days just observing where are you spending your money, okay? Um, it's amazing how much we actually spend when we're not paying attention. So that's your homework for, for the next few days. And drop me a message on Instagram if you, you know, notice some really crazy habits. You know, you'll, you, you start to notice like, Oh my gosh, I do spend a lot of money. Every time we go to Target, I I have I buy the $400 gallon of milk. You know, have you guys had that milk? It's it's delicious, right? It it looks like milk and it tastes like milk, but it comes out in the form of curtains and new pillows and throw blankets and stuff for your kids, right? So just start paying attention with where your money is going and use it to the best of your ability to um, honor God. And when you do, he is going to shower you with more and more and more. Show him that you can take care of your flock, that you can tend his sheep, and he will give you more to manage. Have a great day, and I will see you next Wednesday. Take care.